is no other like you, Lord. There is no other like you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, move. Move in this place. Whisper in the ears of your people, Lord. Calm the hearts of your people, Lord. morning and welcome to our services this morning to our online viewers thank you so much for tuning in and we ask that you like us that you subscribe and that you share and God bless each and every one of you on this his Lord's Day hallelujah
It's the Lord. Let's thank God for our church choir one more time. We say good morning to every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, please don't forget our vacation Bible school is coming up in the month of July. We're still accepting volunteers and we still want to encourage you to sign up your children to attend Vacation Bible School. Of course, we know Vacation Bible School is not just for children. So those of you who are adults, we're inviting you also to be a part of this great event. Our own Pastor Greer is providing leadership and they've been working for months on this project. So we will appreciate that you all come up and be a part of this Vacation Bible School. Also, this Tuesday coming, we have what we call a movie showing right in our own theater. You know we are blessed and we just don't have a place to worship. We also have a place just to have fun and fellowship. So this coming Tuesday at 6 p.m. It's a movie showing and it's a good movie. Because they sent me the report, I checked it out, so I'm excited. I'm coming to watch it myself. So if you want to come and hang out with the pastor, I can assure you we're going to have some good time. I think you should be hanging out with your pastor anyway. Amen. So you get double, double blessing. You get to watch free movies. We don't charge anyone. By the way, in case you all don't know, we get licensed to show movies here and they charge the church. So it's not free to the church, you know. So uh, movies are just like songs. So there are songs we sing here, we have to pay. In case you all didn't know that. <laughs> so each movie costs about $105. So don't just build a movie theater and pay companies and then you don't come to enjoy it. <laughs> so there's a reason why not every church has movie theater. <laughs> so the Lord has raised you up. So enjoy the blessing. Amen. So I look forward to seeing all of you on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Also, let me say thank you to all of you that are giving for our effort to build a, a complex for our young people. Please don't be weary in well-doing. Let's continue to be faithful in this area because due season will come. So you can give just as the Lord bless you, 
what we are trying to do is just keep our young people off the street, keep them out of jail, create a place for them to fellowship and have fun, and while we share with them the word of God. This is a winning combination. And if you want to join the pastor's club to, to contribute to that effort, you can be a gold member, that's $1,000. You can be a silver member, that's $500. You can be a wood member, that's $100. You can be a clay member, that's $50. You can just be, thank you, Lord, <laughs> and just give as the Lord prosper you. Some people give much less. Some people give much higher. But I must admit, it, it, it places my heart just to look at the list of givers and just pray and just thank God for them and, and pray that God will bless them a thousand times. So please be a part of what God is doing in this church and we will continue to say thank you Thank you for your commitment. We welcome all of our guests this morning. If you're a guest visiting for the first time, please let me see your hand. We just want to love on you and thank you for being here this morning. We appreciate you. It's always good to see people visiting the church. Please help me welcome the choir one more time. Amen.
Praise the Lord. The blood still works. For those of you who are visiting with us for the first time, today is our communion Sunday. And I just want to share some things with you briefly before we take the Holy Communion. Uh, please stand with me for the reading of the scripture. Turn your Bible to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 26. Thank you, choir. You all did very well. We are so proud of you. Amen. The blood still works. The book is Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse 26. We welcome all of you that are home live streaming with us. Those of you listening on radio, watching on television, we welcome everyone. The book is Ezekiel, chapter 36, verse number 26. And it says, I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone. And I will give you a heart of flesh. Remain standing as we pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Grass may wither, flowers may fade. The word of God will stand forever. Lord, we ask that you bless us today through your word. You have promised that your word will not return forward. So we tap into the anointing to be blessed by your word. The scripture says you sent your word and you healed the people. So we ask for healing this morning. From the crown of our head to the sole of our feet, we come against any form of sickness, any form of disease, any form of infirmity. We say yes and amen to God's healing power. And Lord, we thank you that we are made whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken in our body. Lord, we pray that you will bless the word and that you will use me to be a channel of blessing. And I thank you that lives will be changed. Souls will be saved. It is so, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, It's Time to Reset Your Heart. It's time to reset my heart. Your heart, our heart. The passage I just read to your hearing, if you notice, 
it focuses its emphasis on the heart. Am I right about it? It says God will give you and me a new heart. It also says that God will give you and me a new spirit. The focus is on the heart. It goes on to say God will remove our stoning heart. See, the focus is on the heart. And it goes on to say, then God will replace it with a, a heart of flesh. So if you're pay, paying close attention, you can tell that your heart is very important to God. So before we take the communion this morning, I want us, everyone from the pulpit to the choir stand, to the congregation, to every home listening and watching, I want us to examine our heart this morning. I want us to press the button reset. I want us to be right with God. Why is this important? If you study the Bible, you will find out when it comes to communion, the word of God says, do it in remembrance of him. Him meaning Jesus Christ. But there's something else you need to know about the communion. It's a matter of covenant. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus called it his blood covenant with you and me. Let me put it in plain English. When you take communion, communion is medicinal. It's like taking medicine. It's not just grape juice. It's not just crackers. When you eat the bread and drink of the cup, ladies and gentlemen, it cleans your entire body. But like every medication, if you don't take it right, it will not work. And one primary condition for this communion to work for your health, for your well-being, the Bible says, let every man, every woman examine their heart. So my goal of just making some comments before we take communion today is to make sure that your heart, my heart, is right with God. If we have anything that will hinder us from receiving the blessing, the miracles that come from taking the communion, we want to press a reset on our heart and make sure we're right with God. That's all my assignment this morning. It's very simple. 
please permit me to define for you what is a heart. I don't want to assume that everybody knows what the heart is. Ladies and gentlemen, there are two ways you can look at the heart of any human being. Number one, you can look at the heart as an organ in the body. Am I right about that? Secondly, you can also look at the heart as your spirit. So, in all your getting, get understanding. So let's first look at it from the perspective of the heart being an organ in your body. You need to know that your heart beats 100,000 strokes within every 24 hours. That's a lot of times. 100,000 times within every 24 hours. You need to know also that that heart contracts 4,000 times every hour. Ladies and gentlemen, per hour, within one hour, 4,000 times. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, you know the blood pass through the heart, back and forth. You need to know scientifically, in your body, my body, we all have about 25 pounds of blood. All of that pass through the heart every four minutes. That lets you know your heart is very important. In fact, under the law, I happen to be a lawyer, when your heart stops, we declare that person legally dead. That's how important your heart is. It's a very vital organ in your body. Please notice, if you take note, when people get scared, if something happens, and you get scared, people put their hands in their heart. Because in their psyche, they know their heart holds everything in their body. And I'm not surprised if you see us trying to salute the flag. Guess what we do also? We put our hands on our heart. So my message to you as an organ of your body, the heart is the center of everything on you. So as an organ, it's very important. The Bible also called the heart your spirit. In fact, it's so important as your spirit that the Bible says when you and I die, this body will perish in the ground. But the heart will continue. Your spirit will continue to live on. So whether you look at it as an organ or whether you look at it as a spirit, the heart is very, very important. 
It's so important that the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23 says, Guard your heart with all diligence. That's God speaking to you and me. He said, why do I need to guard my heart? Why do you need to guard your heart? He said, out of it comes issues of life. So your heart, your spirit is important. If you don't get your heart right and you take this communion, it will not work. My prayer is for everybody in this church to be healed. I cannot promise you that the enemy will not attack. But when the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise up a standard. Our standard is to be healed. Hallelujah. So that's why this is important to me. That's why I'm taking my time to teach on it. The book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you see somebody speaking, it's really not his mouth. It's his heart. This heart is very important. The book of Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 says, As a man thinketh, where? In his own heart. So he is. You really want to know who you are? Check out your heart. That is why this heart got to be right. Ladies and gentlemen, any lasting change you will ever make in your life, if it doesn't come from your heart, it's not really a change. You can say, I'll stop smoking. If it doesn't come from your heart, it won't work. You can say, baby, I love you. If it doesn't come from your heart, it won't work. The heart is the center of your well-being. So, if your head say one thing and your heart say another, which one should you listen to? Your heart. You follow your heart. Yet, the book of Psalms, chapter 14, verse number one, let you know again how important this heart thing is. He said, it is a fool who says in his own heart, there is no God. There's a lot of fools out there. But the real problem is a messed up heart. You need to understand there are different kinds of heart in a man. Some people have a cold heart. 
Can you imagine somebody with a cold heart trying to take Holy Communion? You just got a good zip of orange juice or grape juice or whatever. Some people even have a heart of stone. Yet there are people who have a very soft heart. Isn't that something? And there are some people, their heart is hardened. You remember Pharaoh. God was talking to him. Let my people go. But he hardened his heart. You'll be surprised how many people are in the house of God with a hardened heart. You can't tell them anything. When they're wrong, they refuse to admit it. When they're going the wrong direction, they refuse to change. Their heart has been hardened. Some people even have a heart that is blocked. Brother Pastor, how will I know if my heart is cold or if my heart is a stone heart or if my heart is hardened? There are some symptoms that you can look for to examine your own self. Because typically, that's when you get to a point that you have no feeling when you do wrong. No remorse. Ask yourself the question, when was the last time that you repent for doing any wrong? There are people, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot teach them anything. Stone heart, hardened heart, cold heart. People will kill you and don't even feel nothing. And then there are some people who just, they, they're not really a terrible person, but because of past experience, they've become guarded in their heart. Life has thrown them so many curveballs. And as a result, they become guarded. And, and I can understand why you become careful and guarded, but sometimes when you are guarded towards pain, towards hurt, you can also be guarded and miss your blessing. You try to block hurts. You're trying to block pain because you've been hurt before. You don't want that again. But while you are blocking pain, you may also be blocking your miracles. And there are people who are just hungry. Angry heart. Rage. Some people are just envious and Jealous in their heart. You'll be surprised how many people are in the house of God. They are jealous of their own brothers. They are jealous of their own sister. They can't stand it when your daughter finds a husband. And then they come to take the communion. 
Now you understand why the Bible says, for this cause, many are sick. The Bible says, for this cause, many people even died before their time. So we've got to get our heart right. Are you all still here? One scripture says in Psalms 19 verse 14, let the words of my mouth. But it goes on to say something about your heart. It's not just what you are saying with your mouth. But what is cooking in your heart must be acceptable in the sight of God. The problem with many of us, ladies and gentlemen, while we take the communion and we don't see the miracle, we don't see the healing, the reason is because the meditation of our heart ain't right. Many people, the only thing they think in their heart is not enough. You bless them, whatever you do for them is not enough. You ever see a spouse like that? You're working so hard to make her life better. But whatever you do is never enough. And nobody shouting now. The word of God is powerful. It will set you free. Somebody said, I need to leave that alone. But I'll tell you why I can't leave it alone. Because this kind of mentality, we apply it to time. We apply it to money. Even we apply it to a gift. God give us a gift. It's not enough. We look at ourselves. We don't have enough time. God bless you with some money. Oh, I don't have enough. If you don't believe me, you are somebody. How much sleep did you get last night? Not enough. That's the meditation of the heart. You ask Brother Baba, how much you making on your job? Not enough. I'm trying to help somebody. And the devil's favorite sermon to church folks is not enough. You remember he preached that sermon to the disciples one time. Jesus was hanging out with the disciples. And bless God, it was evening time. And then they came to Jesus. They said, well, it's getting late. We don't have enough food. See, that not enough mentality. I hear in church business meetings. I hear among family members. I hear just having plain conversation. God is calling you and me to be grateful. If you take this communion with a grateful heart, it will work for you. Those disciples say, Rev, we got a problem. Jesus said, feed them. Oh, but we only have five loaves. We only have two fish. Not enough. 
Many people are held back in life because of the way they're thinking. That's why the Bible says, as a man thinketh, and your thinking is not even from your head, it's from your heart. As a man thinketh, as a woman thinketh in his own heart, in our own heart. What's the solution, brother pastor? You need to stop looking at your circumstance. You need to stop looking at your situation. You need to look at the source of your sustenance. And the source of your sustenance, his name is El Shaddai. Our God who is more than enough. So with no dime in your pocket, you have to wake up every day and say, Lord, it's been a good day. Trying to prepare your heart. That heart. Have you noticed sometimes you'll be trying to talk to me and I won't say a word? Because I can hear your heart. We need to press reset so that we can be blessed. Our God is more than enough, His grace is more than enough. His mercy is more than enough. The Bible says God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in, in heavenly places. Everything you need. Sometimes I want to look at you so bad and tell you, shut up. Sometimes I just be quiet and don't say anything. Pastor, are you listening? Are you still here? Yes, I'm on the phone. Why do we need to have a reset? I learned this in my own life. Many of you know my story. I ain't no stranger. And my life is an open book, you know. So... One time I had what we call a cardiac arrest. True story, all right? So I got to the hospital now. And the doctors all came around, about four or five of them. They said, you're too important to this community. We've got to help you to leave. I said, I feel you. They said, here's what we've got to do. Let's talk to me. They said, we have to take you through a procedure. And this procedure will require that we shut down your heart. I say, talk to me. <laughs> Are you saying you're going to kill me? So I happened to have some children in that field. I said, children, put it in plain English because I'm not feeling it. But. So they explained to me, they said, Daddy, what you are dealing with is called irregular heart. Your heart is beating, but 
is beating irregularly. And the other day I was talking to the Holy Spirit. He said, that's exactly what's wrong with the church. They have a heart. But the heart is beating irregularly. And as a result, they pray, their prayer not answered. They take the communion and it doesn't work for them. So what do we have to do? The doctor said, then we're going to take you out under and then shut down the heart. And then restart it again. So that the beating will become regular. Now you see where God the sermon for. That your heart, my heart, need a reset. So that when you pray, your prayer will be answered. So that when you take the communion, it will work miracles and work wonders and, and bless your children, your children's children. When I look at the world around us today and I see all what is going on, the real problem is a messed up heart. When you see all the killings, all the lines, all the injustice, mistreatment of others, in government, outside government, in the community, the real problem is a condition of the heart. All the line. Ladies and gentlemen, our heart needs to be fixed. How you say that, Reverend? I'm glad you asked. Let me point it out to you in the word of God. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 17, verse 9. It says, your heart, my heart, is what is deceitful. The heart is desperately wicked. Can you read it? Make sure it's in your Bible. Trying to make sure you understand why we need a reset of the heart. Since those doctors reset my heart, I felt so wonderful. I sleep better. I function better. Both in the natural and the spirit, we need a reset of our heart. The book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 26. He said, he who trusts his own heart is a what? A fool. If you think you are right. The Bible says you're a fool. But anybody that will learn and walk in wisdom, that person today will be delivered once and forever. Matthew chapter 15 verse 8, put it this way. God said, 
people draw near me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Let me put that in plain English. We come to church. We dressed up. We sing. We shout. We dance around. But our heart far from God. We need a hard reset. From the pulpit to the pews. Jesus was so mindful of this thing I'm sharing with you. In the book of Matthew chapter 15 verse 19. He diagnosed the problem of the day. And he said out of the heart comes what? Evil thoughts. That's Jesus talking. He said, where does murder come from? From the heart. Some of you will say, the police. No, the Bible says, your messed up heart is the problem. Guess what else? Adultery. Am I still in the book? Guess what else? Fornication. Is that in your Bible? Guess what else? Stealing from one another. Is that on the list? Can you read? Guess what else? False witness. Do you know what it means to be a false witness? Some people will not come to your church because of you. They see you on television, but then when they see you during the week, they know you're funny. That's a false witness. You say, come to our church. We got it going on. They say, and you there? I'm just trying to make sure you understand the Bible. We need a reset. Am I right about it? Why do we need a reset? All of us have something wrong with our heart. Every one of us, from the pulpit to the choir stand to the congregation, if you are out there in the parking lot, something ain't right with your heart too. So the question today before you take the communion, is your heart right with God? <laughs> That's all I'm trying to make sure I deal with today. Is your heart right with God? Let me make it even more practical. Is your heart right with your own spouse? <laughs> Nobody talking now. <laughs> Is your heart right with your own children? I know we're a member of the same church. I know we sing in the same choir. But is your heart right? Even with your own church members. The good news. That's what I love about God. The good news is that God is, has 
has promised and is committed to give you and me a brand new heart. Amen. Hallelujah. You missed a good place to shout. He said, I'll give you a new heart. He said, I'll give you a new spirit. Man, when I read this, I started shouting all by myself. Ain't nobody in my office. Just me, I started shouting. There's hope for me. There's hope for you. He said he will remove a heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. That's why I'm amazed how society will pull up your record, my record, and dismiss you and me as no good. They're quick to do that. But if you study Jesus long enough, he had a reputation of hanging out with people that has record. <laughs> Hallelujah. And nobody shouted today. He will eat with them. He will hang out with them. I'm talking about people with messed up, long record, broken people. People that has records so long that the world don't even want to hang out with them. Jesus will hang out with people that have Jacob record. You know why I say that? There's hope for you. There's hope for me. Amen. You know why Jesus would do that? I wish I had time to teach this. In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verse 7, he said the problem with all of us is that we are busy looking on the outside. But God looks on the inside. God looks at the heart. So regardless of what you have done, regardless of where you have been, Regardless of what the enemy has done to you, you and I, we can press a reset today. And God will work with us. The truth be told, all of us, one time or the other, we've acted a fool. Am I telling the truth? All of us at one time, we've acted a prodigal. We live in a faraway country like the prodigal son. Brother Pastor, what you talking about? A faraway country is anywhere you go outside the will of God. But what I'm saying to you this morning, don't wait until you lose everything before you come to your senses. Don't wait until you lose all your money and lose all your friends and lose all your dignity and then end up in a hog pain. By the way, the good news is that <laughs> 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ destroyed every hog pain. That's why we can celebrate the communion today. 
So today is an opportunity for all of us to press reset and upgrade, you know. You see that big screen there? That's not what we used to have. The truth be told, we used to have a big screen that you can hardly see anybody. Ain't no shame in my game. I'm saying it on TV. But there comes a time, as the Lord blessed the church, then we upgrade. The same thing with the spirit, man. <laughs> you don't have to stay mediocre. You don't have to stay average. By the grace of God, you can upgrade. Ladies and gentlemen, my doctors told me that just because you look good on the outside doesn't mean you look good on the inside. You see, even though you look good outside, you can drop dead. So you can be successful and fall over. You can even be sexy and fall over. <laughs> Try to help somebody. <laughs> so I'm saying all of that to say don't fall back to your default position. We all have a default position. Sometimes our default position may be a position of despair, a position of isolation. I don't want nobody to know me. I don't want to know nobody. I see you in church. We sing together. We go home. That's it. Don't call me. I won't call you. Question, who is it? What is it that has been renting space in your heart? Today, let's press a reset. Let's replace that person with the Holy Spirit. Like the prodigal son, God wants to end a cycle of shame. God wants to... Every time I talk to the Lord, I hear him say, I want to heal my people. When I go to the hospital, I mean, we just pass COVID, and the parking lot is packed out. I say, what is this? They say, people are sick. That is why I didn't come to you today shouting and jumping up and down. I want to teach the word of God. If our heart is fixed, everything else is going to follow. Jesus told those Pharisees, he said, your problem is that you're busy cleaning the outside, but the inside of the cup is messed up. First, clean the heart. I thank God today that my life is reset. Makes a world of difference. Before I try to be holy and I fall short. 
I fall down, I try to get up on my own. And I fall short. But God. Somebody said he looked beyond my fault. And saw my name. Do I have a witness? He broke cycle of guilt. He broke cycle of shame. He broke cycle of, of, of just low self-esteem. How I know that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him that person would not perish. That person will have everlasting life. Paul got hold of what I'm talking about. He said, hello somebody. The same is true. That Jesus came to this world to die for sinners among who I am chief of them. Then he goes on to say, but now there is now therefore no condemnation. To them who are in Christ Jesus. You can have a new walk today. You can have a new talk today. You can have a new song today. God reset my heart. I no longer have to live by my situation. I no longer have to live with irregular beat. Just being religious. When your heart is reset, you love everybody. <laughs> Isn't that the amazing thing? When your heart is right, you just walk in love. His grace is greater than all of our sins. His grace is greater than all of our mistakes. I'm not saying you won't make any mistake anymore. But like I told you, you see, get, get me some guys. Some of you guys come over here. This thing is not really complicated. I need more guys, more guys. Oh, girls or whatever, whoever can find. All right. You stay right there. Stay, you stay right there. You say, okay, you stay right here. All right. All right. Face me here. All right. Praise God. Come on. Brother Deacon. Amen. You see? Look at all these guys. Isn't that beautiful? I could use some girls too. I won't bite you. Yes. You see? You stay right here. Amen. You see, life is like that. I always tell you, it's not really complicated when you look at life. You see, all these, these are all situations of life that you have to do. Can you, can you all turn, turn to, to me? You see, all of them turning to me now, that's all your situations facing you. circumstance. See, your destiny is to get right where Brother Terence is, way out there. But in order to get there, you have to pass through all this. You can look and say, oh no, I can't even see my destination, so I give up. 
That's not going to help nothing. You can say, oh, this situation I'm facing is too big for me. I won't make it. But Paul said, not that I've comprehended everything. See, I don't know everything. I'm still trying to, to, to figure it out. He said, but one thing I learned to do, I press. So you may have to bump to something, but keep on pressing. You got to maneuver your way. You see, sometimes they will block you. Sometimes they don't want you to get to where you're going. But you got to keep pressing and keep pressing and keep pressing. I'm, I'm not saying you have arrived. I'm not saying you are prophet. Even I'm not prophet. But if you would get your heart right. Everybody stand to your feet. We're going to pray. For God to remove every heart of stone. Thank you brothers. And give us a, a heart of flesh. Give us a new heart. A new spirit. All of a sudden you find yourself. Walking with the fruit of the spirit. Because you have a new spirit. You, you, you won't be a part of any mess in town. They'll invite you. You say, no. I'm sorry, I cannot be a part of that. What's wrong with you, Josh? There's something has changed. Deep within me, I'm not the same Joshua. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. You wake up every day, you are, you are joyful. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. That don't mean you have a prophet there, but be thankful. This is the will of God concerning you. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful. Thank you for another day's journey. We may not be all we need to be, but we are still under construction. Walk on us, Holy Spirit. Touch our heart. Mold and shape us for your glory. Glorify yourself in our lives. Lord, we thank you this morning for your promise. We know your word is good. You're not a man that you should lie. When you make a promise, you keep your promise. Lord, you say you give us a new heart. Today we ask that you will bless your people with a new spirit, a new heart. Remove every heart of stone. No more hatred. No more unforgiveness. No more mean and hateful thoughts. Glorify yourself in our lives. For those who are expecting your healing miracle, have your way! 
touch us right now. Uncommon blessing in this house. Uncommon miracles in this house. Show yourself strong in the midst of your people. I thank you that this house will be full of good reports. It is so. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. If you believe it, shout amen. If you receive, shout amen. Jesus name. You may be seated. The ministers will come. The deacons, deaconesses, we appreciate your ministry. Let's receive the Holy Communion. And let's believe God for miracles, for healing, for deliverance in our lives. In Jesus name.
Good morning, I'm Minister Reed. Did everyone get served? If not, raise your hand. We'll make sure you get it. Anybody else? Praise God. We're going to read from the book of Matthews, starting at the 26th verse. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it. He broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take this and eat it. This is my body. Then he took a cup and spoke a prayer of thanksgiving. He gave it to them and said, Drink from it. All of you, this is my blood, the blood of the promise. It is poured out for many people so that their sins are forgiven. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify. We magnify your body today. Father God, we just want to thank you right now. And we come to you with a heart of repentance asking you to forgive us for our sin. 
blot out our transgressions and wash away our iniquities. Heavenly Father, create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you right now. You told us in your word, beloved, you wish above all things that we will prosper and be in health even as our souls are prospering. We thank you today, God, for your healing anointing that's up on us right now. You said by your stripes we already healed. You're the Lord thy God that healed thee. We thank you, God, for all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. All our needs have already been met according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Whatever that need might be, God, you've already shed the blood for it in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you today. We ask you right now, God, to create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us in the name of Jesus. Father God, you also told us you was a heart fixer and a mind regulator. Fix our hearts this morning. Regulate our minds this morning in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let us eat and drink in Jesus' name. Praise God. The next service will be at 10 o'clock. You are dismissed. Go and have a blessed day. In Jesus' name.